Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Smart Muslimah podcast. Inshallah, if you find this podcast episode useful, please subscribe and tell your friends and family about Smart Muslimah. Also, good news, I have a newsletter and that's how we can stay in touch. To subscribe, please go to smartmuslimah.com. Details are also in the podcast notes. In the newsletter, I'll be sharing my book recommendations, productivity tips, and online courses that I've created, and also information about a new book that I'm writing called Smart Single Muslimah. Inshallah, it will help you to transform the way you approach love and relationships. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Smart Muslimah podcast. My name is Farhat Amin, I'm your host. Inshallah, if you enjoy this podcast and find it informative, please um, subscribe and tell your friends and family about it. Inshallah, you can listen to all the previous episodes either on smartmuslimah.com or on whichever app it is that you listen to podcasts. Okay, so let's discuss what's happening in Afghanistan. Now, why am I talking about that? Um, you could think I don't really talk about, um, you know, lots of different international affairs in this podcast. But as you know, and, and I know, when it comes to Afghanistan and Taliban, um, women's rights are very much in the forefront of the discussion. And why, And again, as we know, I, when I'm recording this, um, the Taliban have just... Uh, taken Kabul and it's been declared that the war is over and so therefore and they are now going to be forming an Islamic government and they're calling it an emirate now when I've been watching the news as I'm sure when you've been watching the news and seeing different you know posts on Twitter and on Instagram 
it can be very, um, you know, how should we process and view what's going on there? I think that's the thing that I had been thinking. How do we, as a Muslim woman, <coughs> excuse me, how are we going to, how are we judging the actions of the Taliban? Um, and so I'm just going to go through a few thoughts that I have. And I'd love to get your feedback on them as well. You can do that by email, which is hello at farhadamin.com or you can contact me on Instagram. My handle's farhadamin underscore UK. Right, okay, so the first thing I'd like to point out is that um, when the Taliban were in charge 20 years ago, were they, the question we need to ask is, were they... Did they represent an Islamic government according to Quran and Sunnah? That would be the first question that should come to our mind because their actions in Western liberal media, their actions are made synonymous with Islam. It's as if <coughs> the Taliban equals Islam and their government equal is um, a, an image and a picture of an Islamic government. So that's the first question I think as Muslims we should be asking. And to answer that question, we would need to know, first have an education and let know what is an Islamic government? What, what does that mean? You know, is Iran, Iran calls itself an Islamic government. Pakistan says it's the Pakistan Republic, you know, Islamic Republic of Pakistan. Saudi says it's an Islamic government. So can you see there are many, you know, ISIS used to say they were caliphate. So can you see, to judge a government and a group that calls itself, says we are implementing Islam, don't we first need to know what that means? So that would be the first thing we need to do. And so where is an example of an Islamic government in our history? Well, that, the first one would be in Medina, established by the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi So... When you, we look at that, when we see the laws that we implemented there, but really I think what I'm saying to, to you and to myself is that we need to educate ourselves. Before we can judge the Taliban, we have to know what does an Islamic government look like. In the same way, you know, before you judge is the food halal, you know what halal means. Um, it's, a simple, it's a very simple you know, way to, to judge things. And so if we do look at the Taliban... You know, if you have an Islamic government, it's not just about the hudud, i.e. punishment of chopping the hand of the thief, um, stoning the adulterer, or, you know, adult men or women, you know, um, lashing the fornicator, you know, someone who commits zina. All of these, in alhamdulillah, the great thing about Islam is that we have our laws documented in uh, the books of, um, you know, the different schools of thought, in our sharia, you know, this is all documented that what does an Islamic government look like? What are the rules and laws? What are the systems that should be in place? And so not just social, but economic system, the judicial system, you know, the family law courts, the, you know, it's, Islam is, if you look, we had an Islamic government, you know, think of the different um, eras we had, you know, the most recent was the Ottoman um caliphate that we had that you had an emir that you had that if you look in um it's possible to find um documents in turkey that describe the how the government was run you know even court rulings this is all in you know in um 
Turkish in it's actually not in modern day Turkish it's in I've forgotten the name of the um the language it's in but it's documented it's there yeah I guess that's what that's what my point is so we have examples of what um an Islamic government should look like and not as one example the education of women and girls is part of an Islamic government that men boys and girls can get an education men and women can go to university yeah that is probably one of the most well-known um rules in islam and it was it's been established the fact that you had university set up by women you know i'm not going to go you there's um in our history books and if you just google online you can you can see that where we have a long history of that so taking just that as one example we could the fact that um the Taliban prevented girls and women from getting an education and even particular types of jobs, even though they were completely halal and within Islam, they prevented them from doing that. That shows you, you know, that's like a red flag that are they fully, do they truly represent Islam? No, they don't. Okay, that's just one aspect. Okay, so you have to have a, you know, like a, a, a measuring stick to measure the Taliban with. And that measuring stick should come from Islam. You know, that criteria should come from Islam. So, okay, so what you will find is that when we're going to look at, uh, I can imagine in the next weeks, months and even years, <coughs> we're going to see sometimes that the Taliban are not following Islam. Yeah. But then also there are going to be times that there are some rules actually that they are in following Islam. Yeah, that's now that's the thing that we now need to be um, objective about. And as men and as women. So even if we see that there are some rules that they're implementing that are not according to Islam, then yes, we should speak out against them. And we should say that look, this doesn't represent Islam. This isn't this isn't correct, you know that's something we should do but then in the same way if they're doing something that doesn't contradict islam we should what we should admit that as well that actually there are some things that they're doing that are correct you know in the same way you know we um you know so it's not just about for let's say for example so all right as as a um so as a um as a muslim we don't just agree with what we want to follow from Islam. We don't, as Muslims, we don't pick and choose in our individual life. In the same way, a government shouldn't pick and choose. You know, let's, I'm just going to give you an example of Saudi. So they didn't used to allow women to drive cars. Yeah. That's something that, you know, where was the evidence for that? You know, maybe they did have a, a, sh- a sheikh or, you know, a scholar giving an opinion. But generally it's accepted that women can use modes of transport. That's, you know, the norm. Um, so they that's an example of them not following Islam. But then, for example, they would um, having all the meat halal in the, in the country, making sure everything was halal. That was them implementing Islam. But then again, they have monarchy, have um, kingship. That's forbidden in Islam. You know, Allah says Allah is the Malik. Um, that's one of Allah's names. Um, but you have a king, you know, and, home, and, and hereditary monarchy there. So can you see lots of Muslim countries, they are picking and choosing the laws that they want to implement. And the Taliban are no different. So that's just the first point I wanted to make. 
Okay, now this now the second thing is now our idea of what is good and what is bad comes from Islam. Yeah, that's how we judge. That should be again. So again, similar to the first point I'm making, but that judging. But now what we have, especially for Muslims living in the West, if we now look at how is the liberal progressive media, what are the things that they are focusing on? Now, are they focusing on the fact that America and um, US, uh, sorry, uh, UK and America, with a coalition, a, a NATO coalition, they invaded um, Afghanistan. This was in 2001. And they call this invasion Operation Enduring Freedom. And um, so that that's this is what happened 20 years ago. And when they did, during this US invasion, they began with a series of carpet bombing campaigns. So this is indiscriminate carpet so when you carpet bomb it's not precision you're just you're killing mass killing going on of civilians so they're saying they were targeting taliban but they killed men they killed women they killed children indiscriminately yeah and over um, and as a result of this um um the the mass killing that they when they invaded when they occupied afghanistan so we should never forget this they said that um, according to, okay, so there's an um, independent um, uh, organization called Physicians for Social Responsibility, suggests that the total Afghan death toll due to the direct and indirect impacts of the US led invasion are well over 220,000. Yeah, so that's something we must remember, and that is not being discussed at the moment that what was life like before so the Taliban are seen as they're the bad guys and um so and the US-led invasion had to overthrow them but in that process they killed 220,000 Muslim Afghanis yeah we mustn't forget that number and it also said millions have been displaced and in this year alone so this was in so in the past few years over 1,200 uh, 1, civilians were killed. But I'm going to, you know, the, the figures, you know, the, the figures that the US, um, says official reports, so it was only 150 civilians. Yeah. Um, but according to this organization, Physicians for Social Responsibility, you can go and, um, you know, look them up. They've said 220,000. Okay, so this is what um, now... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are we, so the question we need to ask is, are we going to focus on that? Or are we going to focus on what the liberal media wants us to focus on? And what is it that the liberal media want us to focus on? Um, now, and it's women's rights. Yeah. So when the um, when they first invaded Afghanistan, it was George Bush was in charge and his wife, Laura Bush, that was his wife. She did this big, she did this speech and there and they, generally there was this idea that we are going to liberate the women of Afghanistan. You know, that they are pressed because they have to wear the burqa Um you know, and so that that was seen as the, the, think of all those images of women in blue burkas that somehow that equals oppression. That was one thing. Now, okay, so then there was the side that women are not going to be able to work or get an education. Okay, that from Islam, not because they're saying it to us, that was wrong. That the Taliban shouldn't have done that. But um, you know, and then you had, for example, P, um, the shooting of Malala. That again, that was something that was completely haram and that was wrong. Um, but can you see how they're the things that they want to fo- keep our attention or keep going on about that? And um, But they won't talk about what they did. And what I'm saying to, to, to us is that who are we, are we going to allow occupiers, invaders, you know, um, <coughs> mass murderers, you know, mass murderers, that's what we would call the American-led coalition, are they going to decide what we focus on and what we get annoyed about? Because already what you have is um, pictures being shared of, for example, um, there's some wedding uh, images of women in wedding dresses and they're being painted over. So what you have is that on I've seen on Instagram, on, on Twitter, Muslim women are sharing this and saying this is terrible like it's back to the dark ages and they're taken from um, you know non-Muslims are sharing it Muslim women are sharing it now what I would say is again is this haven't we learned anything from you know the whole narrative about how the Israeli-Palestinian conflict was being um, conveyed to us Alhamdulillah many of us have now realized that we were being brainwashed that there was a particular view that was pro apartheid pro colonization that we were being told how to view you know from the the occupation of the the settlers taking people's houses you know the demolition of people's palestinian people's houses you know the way that it's reported is not fair it's biased you know it's allowing enables the apartheid regime of Israel it allows the occupation and what we have to do is we have to realize it's exactly the same thing will happen and is happening in the way that we are being told to view what's happening in Afghanistan so you know the idea that we are think so let's just take this idea if we if we were to separate if someone said to you do you think the objectification of women is good. You would say no. You know, women, we don't like how we are sexualized, how sexualized images are conveyed of women, and we are told to look a particular way. We are told to, um, we are told to, you know, um, 
it's good to expose yourself and you should show your cleavage show you know dress in a immodest way as muslim women we don't like that because it goes against our belief so now the idea that if someone that um <coughs> images of women which are showing their um again in islam we call it alva so parts of your body being shown we don't like that on public display and that that is a way to advertise you know why do again let's just think why do wedding dresses have to be advertised in a sexual manner you know we would we would question that so that's just on, the, on its own we would agree with that <coughs> but when we but now when it's the way that it's portrayed that the Taliban you know are now preventing that from being done then they're not showing those type of images that are seen as anti-women so that's the question we need to think why is is it really anti-women are our rights being taken away are, well even if not our rights, the rights of the women of Afghanistan that's just an individual action in Islam is that wrong to think we don't want to have women objectified and what we'd say is that in Islam yes objectification of women is a bad thing you know we don't we wouldn't have that in a um Islamic society so again what we need to really think before we are so quick to share these images or share these statements by muslim or non-muslim that somehow every single thing that um is being done in Afghanistan is wrong that i don't think that's being very um it's been quite um shallow we're not thinking it through and we're letting liberals decide and in particular again i would question you know where are the feminists why are they not why have they not why are they not sharing the numbers about the number of casualties that were killed you know uh, civilians that were killed by um you know whether it's american drone attacks whether it was the invasion you know there are examples you know um of how many women were you know due to their husbands dying in Afghanistan they then went into prostitution you know there's a lot of exploitation happened to women not just at the hands of um the Taliban but the hands of the US army that isn't discussed so really this is something that we you know we mustn't fall into the same trap we need to learn from our um our mistakes and really do you know this idea that um somehow that you know us is pro is is the voice for women's rights really the the if we look at the example of women's rights in america you know they're still fighting for you know for equal pay and there's think of the pornography industry think of the sex industry think of the it, it's it's not a um, shining example to say that to to the women of Afghanistan that you should copy and follow the example of of what um women in America what their reality is like now the other thing that just as a, as another point that if we look at you know the whole part of the invasion of Afghanistan was part of the war on terror you know if you don't know about that please google the whole era of the war on terror and it really was a um it's interesting you may have heard of someone called Mozambique he's part of um cage it's a charity organization and he says i was in afghanistan when the first us cruise missiles and bombs landed hubris prevented the americans from seeking a peaceful negotiated solution with the taliban the war on terror was launched in the name of arrogance not justice 
Today, the only exit out of Afghanistan for America is to talk peace with the Taliban. And um, he was just actually just talking about how, you know, in as a result of this war on terror and the evasion of Afghanistan, you then had Guantanamo Bay was set up to put prisoners, so-called terrorists, there. And there were so many, and there were still, like, um, as far as the numbers, again, please, you know, Google uh, Guantanamo Bay, you know, there were 779 Muslims detained there and um, 731 were released, but there remains 39 and nine Muslims died in um, there. And and what you have is that, um, you know, th- this is the legacy of the evasion of Afghanistan. And you still have two Muslims um, who were still detained in Afghanistan, Afghanis detained there, under no, um, without charge. You know, there were, most of them, the, the Muslims there, were tortured. They have no, there was, there's no trial. There was no evidence brought against them. And so, again, this is, you know, there's the, there's the um, um, Bag, Bagram, that was a um, camp and, and a torture centre. You know, there was also the, um, I've forgotten the name of, um, I'll look it up. Um, there were d- d- different at the time, during 2001 to now, there were different, um, there were a number of scandals where it showed where, that the American soldiers were, um, tor- you know, stuff where they were torturing Afghani, Afghan prisoners. It wasn't, you know, it's, it's so interesting how these things are being ignored. They're not being mentioned in the media today that when, when you, when the Taliban are, um, you know, if you think of the, the the fight, the way that it's presented to us is that, again, Taliban equal Islam and therefore they're bad and they're um, backward, whereas America and the American troops and the American way of life is good. And uh, um, But they don't want to talk about, you know, the stain on US history that exists. Um, but yeah, so inshallah, when you, I think this is probably, a, this is just a reminder to just not, don't allow... Um, our thinking to be so affected by what's happening now because things have a history there's a reason why um, the Taliban wanted to w- uh, remove the occupying force you know again uh, uh, I must reiterate that I'm not um, saying the Taliban are perfect at all uh, and I'm not saying that their government that they're going to establish is will be completely Islamic either but um, let's be you know um, aware of reality, it's, it's actually probably worth reading a bit about the history, the long history of occupation in Afghanistan and, um, you know, how the British, long time ago, they occupied it and they were kicked out. The Russians occupied Afghanistan and they were kicked out by the Muslims of Afghanistan. And now, again, the same thing has happened. It's, um, you know, you can't um, subjugate a people, you know, and even by putting a government into place that is pro-American. You know, the people, how long will everyone put up with that? And there was a lot of corruption in the um, uh, uh, pro-American government that has been toppled. Um, And I'd just like to just, I'm just going to end on one little point that um, the way that it's interesting that the words used in the media for the occupation was 20-year mission that the US-led image was a mission, you know, as if it was something good. And the um, 
departing um, leader, uh, president of um, Afghanistan, what he said, his name is um, Ghani. He said, uh, the Taliban have won with the judgment of their swords and guns. That's how he described. Now, when the US led occupation, when they the invasion happened, did they not use guns? Yeah, did they not use violence? It it's again it's very interesting to look at the language used that again, Islam is violent and anyone who looks and represents Islam, they are violent and um you know, like these vicious, bloodthirsty men. But the US forces, were they not exactly the same? Did did they just walk in and did they, what, did they hand out roses to the people? No, they were using their guns as well. So inshallah, it's just, you know, please bear this in mind. Be very, think carefully before you share news about Afghanistan That and think how, who are you getting your your news from about Afghanistan because it's um we are now as in you know as we know um the we are what we post what we say what we share you know we will be accountable for that we are all adding to the narrative about what's happening and so we need to think carefully before we um comment you know I, I'm I'm saying this and and I'm thinking very carefully about what I'm saying but it, you know, it's these really are just my observations, and um, you know, inshallah, may you know, we should keep the Muslims of Afghanistan in our du'as. May Allah give them peace. May Allah give them security. May Allah give them a government that takes care of their interests, inshallah. Um, but yeah, again, like I said at the beginning, if you'd like to send me any feedback, um, constructive criticism is uh, more than welcome. Um, inshallah you can email me hello at faratameen.com and um, yeah inshallah take care I will speak to you again soon just wanted to add that I do have a podcast a previous podcast called um, colonialism and feminism and in that I actually spoke about Afghanistan in more detail how feminism um, enables colonization and imperialist behavior so if you if you're interested please just go back to previous episodes and you'll find it in there inshallah inshallah if you found this podcast useful please leave a review so others can find out about it currently this podcast is a one-man band i do produce and do everything on my own but unfortunately due to health issues I'm going to have to reduce the frequency of the episodes that I'm creating so I really do need to hire some people to help me to produce the podcast and to really market it as well now inshallah you can help me and support me by doing dua inshallah for my health and secondly by donating. You can do that via the link in the podcast notes and also on my link tree bio, which is farhatameen underscore UK. It's on my Instagram bio as well. Your donations will help me cover production and overhead course, and you'll be part of this amazing work, helping me to grow the Smart Muslim podcast to another level so that we can reach more people educating and sharing this beautiful theme, Islam. I'm tremendously honoured and blessed to have a community of people who value what I do. So again, thank you so much for your du'as, reviews and donations.